Hello and welcome to Friends of St. Anthony's. It is Tuesday afternoon and we are coming to you from St. Anthony's Catholic Primary School. I am Miss Cole and I'm here with Lawson and Harper to introduce Father Peter, our new priest, to our community. So Lawson and Harper, can you please tell us a little bit about yourselves? Hi, I'm Lawson. I'm a year three and I do swimming and I love sport. I'm Harper, I'm a year three and I do gymnastics. Fabulous. So today we are going to ask Father Peter some interesting and deep questions to get to know him and learn about his journey here to us at St Anthony's. So let's get started with Lawson. First question. Can you tell us about where you where you grew up? Sure, thanks Lawson. Well, for starters, thanks for asking me on. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. And this is certainly a lot of fun. I reckon I reckon this is the first time I've been interviewed by people in year three. So I'm expecting some really tough questions from you guys. That's pretty special, isn't it? Look out. <laughs> so um yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just a tiny little bit nervous, so be gentle, all right? Good. Where am I from? Okay, so originally from Adelaide. So I was born in Adelaide. Um, my mum and dad, though, weren't. My mum and dad come from a country called the Netherlands. They come from Holland. And uh, I was born here in Adelaide, well, over there in Adelaide anyway, um, and uh, a little while ago. I'm nearly 41 years old. Actually, it's my birthday next Saturday. So I'll be 41 then. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was born in Adelaide, went to school there. Uh, and after that, when I finished school, I went to university there for a little while, and then I started my studies to become a priest. So this is my first time down in, in Mount Gambier and Millicent and in the southeast, so it's a, real, it's a real adventure being here with you guys. And we welcome you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's been so warm these last couple of weeks, but they tell me that that's not quite common. No, it isn't, is it, Harper? It gets quite cold, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. What is one thing that people might not know about you? One thing that people might not know about me. Well, I think most people know that I'm a priest because, um, you know, I wear the priest gear. I'm wearing black. I've got a white collar. That indicates that I'm a priest. So most people see me coming. So that's usually the first thing that people know about me. What do people often not know about me? Hmm. So I go to the gym I go to a different kind of gym. It's called CrossFit. So that means you kind of have to be fit and you have to be able to lift some heavy weights. So I try my best at that. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know that about me. That is pretty interesting. <laughs> so can you tell us about your journey into priesthood? I sure can. Well, so I said to you I went to school in Adelaide. I went to university in Adelaide. Uh, and at uni, what I studied was uh, a course called Commerce, which means it's about um, business and economics and all those sorts of things. And when I was in my last year of studying that degree, I kind of thought, you know what, mm, I don't think that this is really where my life is headed. And it was at that time that I really kind of had this interior sense that I've got to answer this question which God keeps asking me about whether or not I want to be a priest and whether or not I want to respond to his call f- to me being a priest. And um, i tell you what, it was in the middle of my last year of studies that I went over to America. So got on a plane, went over there, spent some time 
and you know really sort of prayed and thought about what God was calling me to do. And um, while I was over there in America, the Pope flew from Rome to Canada. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go see him. And it was at an event called World Youth Day. So there were people from all over the world that flew to Toronto in Canada. And I went to Mass with one million other people. Wow. So you can imagine how huge it was. We were all on this enormous grass field. And this grass field, um, but I don't know, Canada, Canada might, might be as cold as Millicent. No, Canada's colder than Millicent, but I tell you <laughs> what, I tell you what, um, early in the morning when we were all outside and all on this grass field, it started to rain. And, and not just a little bit, but a lot. And because there were so many people on the grass, you know what happened to the grass? Turned into mud. Oh, no. And so we were <laughs> up to our ankles in mud and it was gross. And I was thinking, I'm freezing, I'm cold, I want to go home, what am I doing here? But we were all waiting for the Pope to arrive. We are all waiting for Mass to start. And when it finally did, you know what was amazing? The wind dropped, the rain stopped and the sun came out. And it was just magnificent. It felt this warmth finally come across us. And it was then that the Pope started to speak. And he said one thing that really struck me in the heart. He said, you know, if any of you feel that Jesus is calling you to be a priest, he said, don't be afraid to follow. And you want to know something? That was exactly the moment when I said, you know what, Lord? Yep, I'm going to do it. And from there, I went back to Adelaide, finished my degree, last few months of studies, and then I spoke to the Archbishop here in Adelaide and I said, you know what, I reckon I've had this pretty powerful experience of God calling me to be a priest, so I want to I wanna see if, if that's what God wants for me. And he said, sounds like a plan. So he sent me to a very special kind of college, a special kind of university that we call a seminary. The seminary is where priests go to study to be priests. So that's where I started out. And I did four years of study there. And then I did another four years of study in Rome. And after that, I was made a priest. Ha hang on. How old are you guys? I'm seven. You're seven. Eight. Eight. I studied to be a priest for as long as you have been alive which makes me feel very old, <laughs> super old. But then I became a priest and then I started working in, um, in, in Adelaide and now I'm here with you guys, which is awesome. It is. And that sounds like such a special story to have experienced that um, little bit of an aha moment. It was a big aha moment. <laughs> it, was like, it was like getting struck by lightning. It was just boom, right there, straight away. And you want to know something, that sense that I'm called to be a priest has been with me ever since. All the time since then, I've just, you know what, this is what God wants me to do. And so, you know, I do my best. I try my best. What would you be if you didn't become a priest? 
That's a really good question. So um, what I was planning to do, because I was studying this university degree called commerce, I was thinking that I'd probably go into business because that's what my family does. It's what my dad did. He ran his own business. And I figured, you know what? That's probably what I'm built for. And, you know, I reckon my dad had this idea that, you know, he'd have me come into the business and then he'd finally be able to retire and then I'd take over and then it would be something that belonged to the family. So, you know, when I said, hey, Dad, um, I think I'm going to be a priest, he's like, hmm. I'm not surprised, but I reckon somewhere he was probably also a little bit disappointed. He just sort of went, "Oh, I thought it was gonna—I thought it was gonna be different." But you want to know something? As soon as he saw how happy it made me to be a priest, he became so enthusiastic and so happy for me. And it really didn't take very long for him to go, "You know what? This is what God wants for my son, and I want that for my son too." So I'm really very blessed. I've got wonderful parents and they're very supportive of me. What is your favourite thing about being a priest? Favourite thing about being a priest? All right. Um, you know, there's so much that it's really hard to go, oh, it's one thing. But I'll, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. One, I really love celebrating Mass. So that's what we do on Sundays and priests will often do Mass, you know, every day of the week. But Sundays is the big day when everyone comes together to church and then we celebrate the sacraments called the Eucharist. And you know what? That's like, that's the best part of my day. That's the highlight of my day. And to be able to do that with so many, so many people in the parish is really a great privilege and something that I love doing. Um, the other thing that I really like doing is I like preaching so that means that after during the mass there's a bit where the priest sort of talks about what's in the readings talks about life talks about how we're going how our relationship with god can deepen and that's the bit that i really like doing too i like preaching i like teaching and i'm finding that one of my favorite things about being a priest is podcasting hanging out with you guys <laughs> That's a lot of fun. But you want to know something? This actually isn't my first podcast. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I've actually got my own podcast too. That's pretty cool. I do. What's the name of your podcast? Okay, so. Big of a plug here. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Free advertising people. Um, so when COVID hit and the churches had to close meant that people couldn't come to church so i decided to put church on a podcast so every day we had readings from the bible and then i would give a little homily a little sermon what i was talking about before about preaching and i called my podcast corona of thorns catchy mm, because yep. because the word corona actually means crown in oh, Latin. There you go. Because oh. when, you, when you look at the virus through a microscope, it looks like it's got a crown. Wow. That's why it's a coronavirus. Now, the crown of thorns. Who do you reckon wore that? Have you heard the story about when Jesus was crucified? One of the things they did was place a crown of thorns on his head. So I thought, oh, hang on a second. 
crown, corona, corona of thorns. It was like it was meant to be. I Look, I think it must be. I think it must be. So it used to be that I did a podcast every day. So while we were in lockdown and while people can come to ch- couldn't come to church, I did one every single day. Um, but now I just do one on Sundays. But I'm keeping it up. We're still going. It's a lot of fun. I have to check it out. Mm. See if it's see if it see if uh, see if it's up to the standard of this one. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. You guys are the pros. You guys have got awesome equipment here, by the way. This is so much fun. Well, you were preaching another parish before you came to Millicent. Can you tell us about your experience there? Sure thing. So, yes, I've been in a few parishes before here. So the one that I was in absolutely last was a parish called Brooklyn Park, Richmond. And uh, that's a parish in the city in Adelaide. And if you know Adelaide a little bit, it's right by the airport. So we used to get the sound of planes taking off and landing all the time. And I must say, one of the nice things about COVID was when the planes weren't flying, it was nice and quiet in my suburb for a very little while. Anyway, I was in that parish for four years. And um, one of the really great things that I enjoyed about that parish was that I had two primary schools there. I had one called St John Bosco and another one called Tennyson Woods Catholic School. So not the one down at Mount Gambier because that one's really, really big. This one was a nice little one. It's called Tennyson Woods too though. And uh, I really liked being in the school with kids and I really liked uh, getting to know all the families too. So they they were some of my favourite things. And before that, I was in... uh, a parish called Norlunga for a year. And before that, I was in a parish called Hectorville for five years. So if you were keeping up with your maths, I've been a priest for 10 years. Wait, you're seven and you're eight. <laughs> and I'm, I'm old. The math is clicking. Super old. <laughs> I've been a priest longer than you've been alive. <laughs> Why do you believe in God? That's an awesome question too. You know what? I think there are probably a couple of good reasons. For starters, I see so much goodness and beauty in the world. I look around at how awesome everything that God created is. And I look at how awesome so many of the people that I'm surrounded by are. And I think, you know what? I think what created them is love. I think they've come from somewhere and from someone really good. And there's so much goodness in the world that it has to come from someone who is love, and I reckon that's God. Uh, And the other reason why I think I believe in God is because I've had some pretty powerful experiences of God's presence. Remember when I was in Toronto in Canada? Remember when I got that sense that I was called to be a priest? That was something that came straight from God. And... Because I've had those experiences, I think, you know what? I know I can't see you, God, but I've definitely heard you. And I know I can't always hear your voice, but I know you're there and I know you're leading me. And when I look back in my life, I can see all the wonderful ways in which God has led me through turning points in my life. And that always makes me think that, you know what? He's taking me somewhere very special. And that means that I want to go there. I want to follow. I want to listen to what he tells me. 
and I want to do my best to do what he asks me. That makes sense? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this is the very final question and we think it's a pretty tricky one and it is, can you tell us about a time you doubted your faith? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. You know what, I think sometimes it can be really hard when difficult things happen in your life and, you know, sometimes someone who's really close to you gets sick or... Something's happening in your family or in your own life or at school or at work and you think, oh, I don't know how things are going to turn out well knowing that this is happening. And those are the moments it's like, hey, God, are you in control? Do you know what you're doing? Because this is kind of hard and this kind of hurts. And they're the moments when I think it becomes harder but when it becomes even more necessary to trust God and say, you know what, Lord, okay, I can't see quite how this is all going to work out, but I know you're God, and I know that I'm not, so you know what, Lord, I put it in your hands. That Even when things are hard, they can turn out really, really well. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's the very thing that happened in Jesus' life, that... You know, he suffered and he died and he had a really, really hard time. But he rose from the dead. And I reckon that becomes a really important lesson for us, that when we've got really, really difficult times, it's like, you know what, God hasn't created us. He hasn't made us to have really hard times. He's made us to come through those hard times and to have new life. So in those times when it's hard to believe, and I've had those times, um, I think it becomes a real invitation to say, you know what, Lord, you know what you're doing. And I know that you love me so much that you want more for me, not less, and that you want life for me. So those are the moments when I look at Jesus, and especially when I see Jesus on the cross. Have you, have you noticed that you know, in, a, in a Catholic school that you see the cross in, in a lot of rooms? Have you seen those around? Yep. yep. I reckon they're there to remind us that, you know what, even though we carry our own crosses, even though we have our own hard times, Jesus rose from the dead and God is going to bless us even in the midst of our struggles. So I reckon those hard moments when it's hard to believe, if we trust even in the midst of that, man, our faith actually gets stronger and our love for God actually gets stronger too. So that's kind of how I try and get through the tough times. Can I say something? Of course you can. It's actually scientifically proven that Jesus was a real person. Is it really? They, f- they found the cloth, the cloth he, he was wrapped in with um, the mark of his face on it w- from blood. Wow. You know what that's called? You're absolutely right. It's called the Shroud of Turin. And... It's uh, it's in it's in an Italian city called Turin, but that's not where it's from. It's originally from Jerusalem because that's where Jesus was was crucified and died and was buried. But every ten years, they pull out the shroud and they put it on display so that you can see it. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So when is it due to come out again? 
I reckon it was out when I was in Rome. So I reckon it's probably pretty close to coming out again. Maybe we've just missed it, but it's around about this time, I reckon. Mm. But you know what? Google it. Yep. You can see it on the net. <laughs> Absolutely. We have to check that out with the rest of the class. Mm. Mm, yeah. Thanks for that info, Lawson. I'd forgotten about that. It's <laughs> awesome. If you would like to hear more episodes from Friends of St Anthony's, you can check them out at our own podcast page. The link is in the show notes for this episode. This podcast is, was produced by Lawson Harper and Miss Cole for St Anthony's. We thank Father Peter for joining us to sh- share today f- and sharing your stories with us. And uh, be sure to connect with St Anthony's on Facebook for photos and news and behind-the-scenes stuff. Thanks for listening and make sure you sp- subscribe to this channel to hear heaps of other school life stories. Thank you and goodbye.